Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. When you're teaching this letter sound to your child when you're teaching them how to read, what sound do you say this letter represents? Most of us would say, oh, we see it's a Q, quail, qu. And we teach our little ones that when they see the Q, they're supposed to think of qu. But that's not exactly correct. And when it comes to teaching reading and specifically phonics skills, we need to be very clear and make sure that our little ones understand the foundations right from the start. So today I am gonna tell you why Q, qu is not exactly correct. My name is Erin and I'm from littlesoflearning.com. I'm a former classroom teacher. I'm also a tutor and a sub, and I spend my days teaching parents and other teachers how to teach little ones to read correctly. I truly believe that we need to teach our little ones correctly right from day one so that we can make a bigger impact on their literacy development as they get older and they go on in school. We want them to see success and feel confidence and that success and confidence is going to come from understanding basic phonics rules like this one. So why is it not Q-qu-quail? Well, in English, the letter Q is almost always followed by the letter U. At my school, we would teach the kids that Q and U got married. So we'd always say these were married sounds. Q is always followed by U. So when we see a Q, it's not qu by itself. Q, if it were to be all by itself, would actually represent the k sound. And when it's followed by a U together, these are representing a different sound. It's not qu, uh, and it's not k, uh, and u is not acting like a vowel anymore, like it normally does. Instead, when they are together in a word, the u is no longer a vowel, and they are working together, they're married, to make a sound that sounds like this. Coo, coo. It sounds like k, ooh. And then the rest of the word follows. So for example, in the word quail, it's quail, 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 quail. So it's not exactly qua. That has the schwa at the end of it. And we want to clip that sound. We don't want that uh sound. So it's much more like quail. Well, it's a little tricky to get used to because growing up, we always said Q was qu, and that's maybe what we've taught for our students in our classrooms or our own children at home. But if you think about a word like Q, 
quail. It's not quail. Or if you think about a word like queen, it's not queen. It's much more like queen. Queen. It's a little bit tighter. And you might think, well, Erin, does that really matter? Actually, it does. And the reason it does is because when our little ones are first learning how to blend, they will be so hung up on the way we teach them their sounds. I promise you. If they are saying qua, they will absolutely say quain, quain. And they don't always have the ability to blend that into queen because they have that uh sound. I have seen this time and time again, not just with Q-U, but also with other vowel sounds and other letters that if we don't teach them how to say them correctly, they have a hard time blending those sounds together into words. They're very hung up on the way that we teach them their sounds in the first place. You'll know this if you've ever tried to reteach a sound or let a little one know that sometimes a letter can represent a different sound that really throws them off. So we have to teach it correctly right from the start. And we want them to be really clear that this is much more like and then the rest of the word. So that they can say it really clearly and really crisply. And the other thing I would recommend is not just showing them a cue by itself. And even if you were to say, when you showed them that, because it's always when the Q and U are together. So in the program that I use, whenever I'm showing a little one a letter and I'm asking them to tell me the sounds, Q is always followed by a U. So they would never see a Q by itself. They will always see a Q and U together because I need their brains to make that connection that they're actually making two sounds, but they're working together to make those two sounds. Together. Now, one of the ways I really like to reinforce this phonics skill, not only by saying that they're married, we actually had a wedding for Q and U at the school that I was subbing at, which was so much fun, but I like to read stories about how Q and U are always together. So here's one of the stories I like to read. This one is called Q and U Call It Quits. They're not married in this one, they're just besties. But it's a really great story about how Q and U are always together, and then U gets a little frustrated about always being with Q, so U wants a little space. So you can go off and be in different words, but Q always needs a U. So Q is really upset because Q needs the U. So this book has a lot of great examples of Q-U words, and it talks about how you can be alone. We know that in lots of words, but that Q always needs a U. So this is a really fun one to read to your students. So I hope this phonics tip was helpful for you today. I know that sometimes it might seem like as adults that these are a little bit, we're getting a little bit too into these phonics rules or saying like, oh, Erin, it really doesn't matter. Like that's a little bit too intense because I used to think that exact same way. I used to think, does it really matter? It's close enough, qua or k ooh, or showing them a Q versus a Q-U, like, does it really matter? And yes, it does. I've worked with lots of students and I have seen why it matters. So it might not feel like it matters as adults, but I promise you it matters to our kids. And if our goal is to teach our little ones how to read correctly so that they don't struggle in school, so that they feel confident and secure in their skills, let's just do it the correct way from day one. 
Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!